I was told about a blind date website from a friend. Never would I think to venture on it. Never did I think to hear of it again. A rainy night. No more shows to watch. I decide to check it out. Seems like a joke. Only one more minute and I am out. But out of nowhere, a message pops up on my screen. Curious, I take a look and decide to read. A date on Wednesday night with a monster named Hawthorne, you say? A night that can change my whole life. Only one click away. I went on a blind date with a monster. Written by 02321. A friend of mine recommended a dating website for me to check out, which isn't too unusual. However, the site he told me about was clearly a joke. It was a site to date monsters. Or at least, that's how he put it. He gave me the website address and told me it was only up for 7 minutes and 7 seconds after midnight. I rolled my eyes at him and put the information away in the back of my mind, in case I got bored one day. Recently, I got very bored and was unable to sleep. Scrolling through my social media, trying to find anything new, I sighed, wondering if there was something a bit more interesting I could do. And that's when the website came to mind. I mean, why not? If it was real, it was clearly a prank website that could entertain me for a few minutes. I waited for the clock to hit midnight, and I easily found the website. It looked like one from the early 2000s. Blocky scrolling bars and a chunky mouse. The front page had a few profiles of the top creatures in demand. From what I could see of the photos, the top sellers looked like people wearing animal ears. This was a poorly made joke. I hit my screenshot key to show my friends, but nothing happened. I guess some sites put a block on that sort of thing. I didn't really know much about website building to think otherwise. It would take me longer than seven minutes to fill out the form or pick out a monster I wanted to request a date with. I saw a randomize button on the top of the screen. Hovering over it for a few moments, I clicked it. It brought me to a page that was simple compared to the rest. Instead of picking out a creature, you could have one sent to you. The site would tell you a day and a time. and The creatures of the site would be able to pick if they wanted to go out. 
so it wasn't truly random on both ends. The human just didn't know what they would get. On this page, there was no form. So I just hit the button and waited. I doubted anything would happen. This was a joke site after all, right? The screen turns black. I started to feel a little bit of fear creep up my spine. I was almost angry at myself for feeling that. It was just a simple website. And I was about to close it when text and an image came on the screen. Alex Hawthorne, Wednesday, 10 p.m., location below. I took a small inhale of a surprised breath when I saw a photo of a park that I knew. Not only did the website somehow pull my name, but it also found the photo of a location close by where I lived. This was stressful. I felt as if my computer had just got a virus. I closed the website and immediately ran a virus scanner. To be safe, I reset my passwords, hoping that the fake dating website didn't install something that could spy on what I was doing. Only time would tell if I was tricked out of my life savings or not. It wasn't as if I had a lot, so it wouldn't be a huge loss. I would give my friend an earful the next time I saw him for telling me about this damn site. As the days passed, I started to think about it. Indeed, it wasn't real, right? They weren't going to send someone all dressed up wearing a mask, trying to pass themselves off as a creature for whatever desperate soul signed up for the date, right? It got to the point where I could no longer think of anything else. I was done with work and very close to the park. The least I could do was take a peek to see if anyone was waiting, no matter how silly I felt about it. This might be a setup to rob me, but I still started down the park pathway, my phone in hand, ready to call for help if needed. And someone was waiting for me. A tall man stood under a park light looking around as if expecting someone. I froze, unable to decide if I should go near. And that's when he spotted me and gave a wave in my direction. I could never figure out what motivated me to go over to him. Normally, I would never do such a thing, but I found my feet moving on their own that night. He looked to be about a foot taller than me, middle-aged with a salt-and-pepper haircut, short and styled back. He was wearing a long wool coat that looked like it would fit into an old-fashioned European crime drama. His eyes were a bright blue, but I could not see the rest of his face. Half of it was covered by a gray cloth that went around his entire head. It was tied to a gold chain and looked like a dancer's veil. 
He looked like he was smiling at me. But with the cloth covering his face, it was hard to tell. You're Alex, right? Here. We're told this makes a good impression. When I stopped a few steps from him, he took out a rose from his coat pocket and held it out for me. I didn't move to take it. This whole thing was weird. He looked human and not at all what I expected. This is a joke, right? I asked slowly, not feeling right about the whole thing. It's up to you to decide what you believe, but if you want to think this is some sort of scam, you are free to walk away. However, the website will keep sending you monsters until you finish a date with one, he explained, Rose still towards me. I don't remember agreeing to that. It's in the fine print. I stared him down, trying to figure out what to do. He was a stranger after all, and I still didn't believe in the whole monster dating website thing. But... I had nothing better to do that night, and he was acting friendly enough. I took the rose from him, and his eyes turned up in a smile. How did you know my name? I asked, still feeling weird about the whole thing. It's easy to find out. You must be uncomfortable not knowing mine if I know yours. I go by Poppy. I raised an eyebrow. That was not a name I would expect for him. Then again, none of this was really going as expected. So, uh, you're not human, right? Do you got anything special under that cloth of yours? His eyes looked like they were smiling again. But this time... I got a chill from it. He took the edge of the cloth and lifted a fraction. I couldn't see what was hidden under it, and my brain screamed at me. Somehow, I didn't want to find out. It was such a strange reaction that I needed to take a step back. It seems as if you do not wish to know. No matter. Come along. I shall buy you food. It's a step of completing the date so you can go back home sooner. I was still freaked out, but I followed behind him. I was led to a well-lit main street with stores still open. If he wanted me to go to a dark street, I would have left. Turning to face me, Poppy handed me some money. Regrettably, I I cannot go inside. You shall need to buy your dinner. I don't need anything. So, feel free to choose whatever you like. There were a few fast food places on the street and within walking distance. He gave me more than enough for one meal. And I, again, wondered what I got myself into. I could have just walked away with the money, but... I was starting to feel a little bit curious over what a date with a monster would be. 
I picked the first place I saw and got a meal to go. Poppy waited for me outside and gave me another friendly wave when I came out, as if I didn't know where I had left him. Damn it, th this guy was a little endearing. I almost wanted to believe in the whole monster thing. Would you like to eat in the park? He offered. The park entrance had a few tables for people, and it was right across the street from a police station. Overall, a very safe spot to sit and eat with a stranger, even if it was at night. I agreed and followed him again. We picked out a table that looked clean enough. I wasn't too hungry, so I picked away at my fries in the bag. So, if you don't eat fast food, what do you eat? People? Puppies? I asked, looking over at him. He sat across from me and thought about my question for a moment. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Mm, I eat people's worries, he said finally. I paused, well aware I was giving him a look. Here I was trying to believe him, and he came out with this weirdness. Okay, okay, I'll bite. How does that work? To put it better, I eat the causes of people's worries. It's like a monkey's paw thing. He raised a hand that was covered in a white glove to emphasize his point. Let's say you're worried about a job interview coming up. I eat those worries, and there, no more job interviews. Another example is, if you're worried about your daughter's grades. You can see where I'm going with that. I ate a few more fries and closed the bag. I did see where he was going. You can't be worried about a daughter if you don't have one. I should have left after that. But I felt as if I had deja vu. As if I heard this before. But that was impossible because I'd never seen Poppy before that night. Do you warn people before you ruin their lives? Like, be careful what you wish for kind of deal? I asked and found my voice was shaking a little. Hmm, not often. I do tend to stress about how there is no going back, but I do believe you already know all of this. My body tensed up. This man no longer appeared charming. His blue eyes bore into mine until I needed to look away. I've never met him, yet he was acting as if I had. My mouth became dry, but I didn't dare move to get a drink. I haven't... I started but couldn't finish my statement. Haven't what? 
ever met me before? Haven't you requested my assistance, Alex? I recognized you after all of these years. That is why I chose you when your name came up. I never expected to actually follow through with this silly dating thing, and yet here we both are. My body started to tremble as I sat listening to him. I didn't believe a word of it. I couldn't. I just couldn't. This whole thing had gone too far. My arms started to ache in a phantom pain that I thought was long gone. Poppy was still sitting on the other side of the table, but it felt as if his form was getting bigger. The light surrounding him slowly faded until it was just his blue eyes in the darkness that narrowed, staring at me. I shook my head, trying to wake myself up or anything to get me away from him. If we have never met, then tell me, why do you wear long sleeves all the time? His hand reached over and grabbed my wrist. My stomach turned, and I weakly tried to pull my arm away. His voice changed to something profound and threatening, almost as if he was enjoying this. When I didn't respond, he went on. If we have never met, then tell me how you got these burns and where's the man who caused them? I couldn't take his looming dark form. My stomach finally gave up. I shot out of my seat and thankfully, the garbage bin was only a few steps away. I got sick from fear and stress. When I finally looked back up, Poppy returned to normal. He sat silently, waiting for me. As much as I wanted to leave, this man gave me a reason to stay. He was dragging up memories I worked hard to forget. What? What happened before? How did we meet? My voice was hoarse, and I sounded terrible. He waited until I sat down and took small sips of my drink. We met when you were a child. You asked me to deal with your father. He's the reason for your burns. I nodded as the memories came back, but were very hazy. I hadn't thought of my father in years, but I remembered how he always was drunk, and on his mean days, he used my arms as an ashtray. I couldn't even remember his face. However, he did worse things to your little sister. Poppy's tone was low as if he was disgusted by what he had just dragged back to the surface. My stomach nearly lost a few sips of soda I had when that horrible truth came back. What that man did was evil, beyond evil. I could never remember if he had did the same things to me. I only knew about the horrible things he did to my sister, who was five years younger than me. 
I clutched at my shirt, feeling as if I would explode in anger. My sister never mentioned this, and I prayed she had forgotten it all, just like I did. Why did you show up again? Why did you need to remind me? I asked through tears, thinking Poppy was very cruel at that moment. He was a monster, after all. I am aware of how you must feel, but this may be better hearing it all from me now than what will happen shortly. I have a vague sight when it comes to worries about the future, and back then, you were a child who still had some care for a father that was so monstrous. I could not burden you with his death. He has been in prison all this time. Your sister's memory shall never return because I devoured them. You requested some of yours to be saved in case he ever returned. My head shot up and I felt dizzy. How could he get out of jail? And if he did, what would he do to us? Would he leave us alone and go after some other children? I knew deep down he would never stop. There was nothing good in him. And I wish Poppy talked to my child self into ending it all back then. Is, is he? I asked, unable to speak. Yes, either by escaping or by the legal system. He is going to be out of prison in the next month or so. I placed my head into my hands, unable to handle all the information I was being given. It all felt too much of a coincidence of checking out the website and Poppy remembering my name. I suppose stranger things happened. I didn't remember Poppy in my past, only faint memories of the same conversation about the monkey paw. When I finally raised my head, Poppy was looking at me, his eyes crinkled in a smile. Does your father being out of prison worry you? His calm tone chilled my blood. Without any hesitation, he offered me help only he could give. After what my sister went through, I didn't dwell on my answer. I knew it the moment he asked. Yes, it worries me a lot. I felt a weight come off my shoulders when he nodded, accepting my answer. He let me calm down and stood signaling that the so-called date was finished. I just wanted to get home as soon as possible. I gathered up the bag of food and the rose, but didn't leave yet. Unfortunately, the ones who made the website think a date isn't finished unless you both kiss, Poppy announced, and I looked at him dumbfounded. Now you're messing with me. He shook his head, cloth fluttering and crossed over his heart. I did not want to kiss, well, whatever was under his cloth. 
but he did mention the website would keep sending monsters until one date was done. If I didn't go through with this, who knew what else would show up the next time? It shall only be on the forehead. Do not worry. Alright, that was a bit better. At least something I could agree to. No matter how embarrassing it was, I got myself ready to get this over with and closed my eyes. Poppy only took a second to place whatever felt like a normal kiss on my forehead and backed away a few steps. Somewhere in the back of my mind, another memory was trying to worm its way through my thoughts. I thought when I was younger, I'd asked to see what was under his cloth, and he showed me. I couldn't remember what he looked like, but I felt it was frightening. But in a way, that heights could be frightening were vicious animals. I almost asked him if I could see it again, but I decided against it. There you are. I shall take care of your problem. No need to ever see me again. We could... I started feeling my face flush. We could meet again if you want. He looked down at me, his eyes narrowed but in a kinder way than before. I would like that. Maybe someday. Without giving me any way to contact him again, he gave me a wave and left. I stayed in the park, watching where he went before turning around to head back home. The rose I dried was the only proof of my first and only blind date. A month later, my mother called me. It was something serious, judging by her tone. My father tried to escape prison that day, and he was shot. And she wanted to tell me, feeling it would be better for the news to come from her and not some other source. I told her how I felt about it for the first time, and we spoke for a while something I never thought I would be able to do. I found myself not worrying about speaking with her, and we finally had a real conversation. 